Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second before we get into this episode to remind you that the show is also available on YouTube. And starting from episode number 101, it's all in 4K. I'm trying to make the best video podcast I can, so definitely check it out and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Go to youtube.com slash at progressionspod or hit the link in the show notes. If you're not getting enough progressions and you want to get even more thoughts on creativity, productivity, and growth in music, then you should sign up for my newsletter. You'll find a brief article in each monthly edition as well as updates on progressions and myself. I'm also sharing some workflow hacks and links to stuff that I found interesting or helpful. So it should be fun. If you want to stay up to date on the latest and get all the bonus stuff, go to travisferentscom slash subscribe or click the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Progression, success in the music industry. I'm your host, Travis Ferentz, and this is episode number 99. 99 episodes. This is crazy to me, y'all. I numbered my first episode 001 on the chance that maybe we'd actually roll into triple digits. And here we are on the cusp of 100. Now, I'm not sure what episode 100 will be. It might be another solo episode. It could also be one of my new batch of interviews. And I do have to say that I am super excited about the interviews I've recorded over the last month. I think they are some of the most interesting and potentially impactful conversations I've had on progressions to date. So if you haven't subscribed to an audio feed or to the YouTube channel, definitely do that because you won't want to miss these when they start rolling out. So the question, when will episode 100 happen? Gee, Travis, it sure sounds like maybe you're about to take a break. Well, I'm not sure. It may go out in two weeks as normal, or I may actually take a brief pause to kind of just make sure that this new batch is really put together the way that I would like it to be presented. So if I do take a pause, it will be as short as possible. But I guess we won't know for about two weeks. Also, I have to take a second to say how grateful I am for all of you for listening to the show. I know I say this all the time, but it is overwhelming to me that people wait for these episodes to drop and they immediately pop them on. That will never not blow my mind. And we all know that I'm not great at this stuff, but if you want to support the show in any way, sharing it with a friend is huge. Leaving a review on Apple or Spotify is huge. Subscribing to the YouTube, even if you prefer the audio show, that's also huge. Those numbers help me a lot. And finally, there's a Patreon for the show. Like I said, not good at this kind of stuff. But any support that goes to the Patreon basically goes right to my editor. It's not going to my new plugin fund. Anything going there goes straight to operating costs of running the podcast. And so with all of that out of the way, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about solutions. You have problems, I've got solutions. Not, not really. But that's the mindset that we're going for with this conversation. This is totally inspired by something that I heard this week. I was listening to the latest episode of Working Class Audio the other day. Matt's guest was Ryan Hewitt, super talented mixer and engineer. And Ryan was describing that when he encounters an issue, he tries not to see it as a problem, instead as an opportunity to create a solution. Now, yeah, that sounds like maybe something you might hear pop up in a corporate team meeting, or maybe it would be on one of those inspirational posters from like the late 90s. It was like, a, you know, a bear standing in front of a river with a mountain in the background and just says, don't see problems, see solutions. If you guys are my age, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the whole conversation that Ryan and Matt had is absolutely amazing. Everybody should go check it out. But I wanted to get into this here because I think it's super important. And I think even more important these days because it feels like the world is attacking us with problems. Everybody wants you to recognize the problems. I mean, look at the news, right? 
War, economy, crime, climate, politics, blah, blah, blah. Even look at the music industry. Low streaming payouts, poor credits, lack of discoverability. These are the things that people talk about. Why? Because negativity clicks with people. I don't know why, but it does. You are more likely to click on an article or a video titled How the Music Industry is Designed for Failure than you are five ways to make it in music. Point being, everywhere we look, there are problems. And nobody's praising solutions. Why are we not talking about solutions? And like I'm saying, this isn't a hot take on the state of the world. I'm just using those examples because in a world so designed around fear and negativity, it's even more important to be the solutions person. Now, most of you know, I started my career at Capital Studios, one of the greatest studios in the world, and nothing there was not possible. If a client had a problem, we had a solution. And that went all the way down to getting specific pencils for clients we knew didn't like the ones we normally had. That's how the great classic recording studios and old school engineers were. Problem solving was key. That's how you kept getting gigs. You can't cancel a session because the computer isn't working or because a mic went down. You just solve the problem. There was a time when I was a runner where a session was booked and it ended up having more players in the orchestra than we had chairs for. The studio manager makes a call to another studio and five minutes later, I'm driving across town to borrow 10 chairs from Record Plant. Nobody even knew that there was a potential problem because it was solved before anyone showed up. Or how about when we installed a new console in Studio A at Capitol? And the first session was a Paul McCartney live broadcast studio album on the front page of iTunes. I think the first time and maybe the only time they did that. And about a week out, it's looking kind of tight. And that sounds like a problem. But when you have clients like Apple and Paul McCartney, you don't have problems. You have solutions. The solution was all hands on deck all night, every day, until everything needed for that session was soldered, installed, tested, and the place was clean. It's like they never knew that it was literally a disaster zone the week prior. That session went off without a hitch. Seeing problems instead of solutions is like letting life happen to you. It's forfeiting control. It's giving 80% to your clients or to yourself. Problems are only problems if you let them be problems. Instead, make them opportunities to create solutions. A client wants to do something you're not sure is possible, that sounds like a chance to blow someone's mind and have a lifetime collaborator. Now, do things happen in life that aren't that easy to just solve? Yeah, sure, serious shit happens, life-altering events happen, and seeing an opportunity for a solution might not always be possible, especially when you step outside the realm of career and into the realm of life. But I still encourage you to try to look for opportunities of growth in those super tough moments. So I guess the point of this whole thing is that just because everyone around you might be focusing on problems, that doesn't mean that you have to. In fact, it means you definitely shouldn't. Be the solutions-oriented example for the people that you're working with, for everyone around you. Let's get off problems and get on solutions.